so when you texted me, I was still in bed, like sound asleep. And I was you, like, you were dreaming. sound asleep? Pretty sure. Oh, and uh, I know. It was one of those, like, I kept waking up and going back to sleep this morning because I could. And then uh, you're like, hey, I'm ready early. I'm like, fucking sweet. So then it's like, I got up. It's like, okay, I'll get up. So I got up, like, literally, out of, you know, change out of my pajamas. And, and then my husband walks in the door. It's like, oh, wasn't expecting him. And then he goes, where's the cat? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. So when, when, when I go to bed, when I go to bed at night and, and when Josh gets up in the morning, when I'm in my, our room with the dogs in bed with me, he'll come out and the cat will come out and wander around the house with him and follow him around the house and stuff like that. And like, we'll walk him to the door when he goes to work in the morning. It's pretty cute. <laughs> so the cat, and it's like, it's so funny because it's like, you know, he'll play with the cat and then he'll come in and he'll take a shower and get ready and everything. And then when he opens our bedroom door, the cat is sitting right there at the bedroom door, like hey, in a little ball doing? or like like a total stalker. <laughs> I'm like, great, because Betty's already kind of a stalker like that. Great. It's like now we're going to have an official stalker. I told um, our friend Mel that I got a cat and she goes, oh, house panthers are great. <laughs> house panthers. <laughs> like has a black cat. So house panthers is a good name. Um, So, uh, you know, I was asleep in my room for the next couple hours and husband went to work. And then so he comes in for his break and he goes, where's the cat? So he looked for the cat into her room and she wasn't in there. And sometimes she's lying under the bed. She wasn't in there. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe she's under the couch. Maybe she's still in the living room this morning. And he looked under the couch and said he couldn't find her. And then he had to get back to work. Like, great. I got to find the fucking cat. So <laughs> I uh, walked out with the dogs and then they went outside to go to the bathroom because she won't come out. The dogs are there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were outside and then I took her, we feed her these little freeze dried shrimps, like those little snacks. Yep. So I just shake the bag. <laughs> you know, she, pop, she pops up from under the, she pops up from under the couch and she's just sitting there right in the middle of the carpet. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> here you are. I see you now. Mm -hmm. So, like, I so how, there. how's it, it been? How's it been? <coughs> cat owner once again. She's pretty cute. I mean, she's pretty sweet. Like, I'll go in there every day. Josh feeds her breakfast. I feed the, the animals their dinner. And then every day I go in there after dinner and after she's done eating, I just sit on the bed and she just comes and sits in my lap and we just sit there and I'll just pet her and she'll just lay in my lap for like, as long as I'll let her really, she'll, she'll fall asleep. Then the dogs start barking at me like, Mom, we know you're in there. <laughs> we know you got that little shit on your lap. Mm -hmm. So I can't stay in there too long. I stay in there for just like half an hour of time. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, so like when I go to, it's just the dogs that are only, the, you know, she's got to get brave enough to want to come out when the dogs are here and not just hide. Like, right. so we'll take, Josh has been taking his time bringing the dogs one by one into her room uh -huh. and like just being there with the dog and like the Betty, like kind of holding her and Betty was cruising around smelling her stuff. So the cat's got this cat tree and it's got a box in the, in the that she can hide in and she could peek out. Like it's got like the top or like the, the, the side door. Yep. So she likes hiding her box. And when she peeks her head out the top, it looks like she's driving a tank. <laughs> <laughs> she's a tank cat. So <laughs> she was in her box and, and Josh brought Betty in the room. And uh, Betty's just, she doesn't want to hurt her. She just wants to play with her. She's just way over eager, you know, and it scares the cat. Yeah. So Josh put Betty down and Betty was like cruising around sniffing all the cat stuff. I know what's this. And then, you know, the cat was in her tank, like hiding out. And Betty like sees her. She goes, Hey, there you are. And she like sticks her nose inside the little box and the cat. That's what the cat hissed at her. She's like, okay, too close. Get the fuck away from me. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about the cat. I'm worried about my dogs getting an eye swiped. 
Oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm worried those, about. Those little nails, man. They um no, they're lethal. fucking sharp. Yeah. Um lethal AF. Cats, that's the one thing that that I, I'm not crazy about cats is that they will show you what they can do. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I have claws and my teeth are fucking sharp. Yeah, little so, kitty teeth are sharp. Like I don't play with her, like, you know. Josh likes to play with the animals. He's the play guy, you know, like chase Betty all over the house and, and you know, rough house and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, not me. You come to me for love. Like, so I don't, <laughs> I'll play with the cat with her toys, but Josh made the mistake of playing with his hand with her. Oh, so no. then she scratches the shit out of his hand, you know? And I'm like, yeah, no, you need to stop that because you're just teaching her to attack people's fucking hands, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you need to play, my play with her coming, toys with her. If my hand is coming close to you, that means that I'm going to pet you, not destroy yeah. you. Yeah. So then he gets all mad because he's like, Oh, she won't let me pet her. She just wants to play with you because, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you play hand attack. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting how um, you know, training animals is similar to training little humans. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, I mean, mind you, I'm not talking about like biting hands, but it's can it's you awesome. train cats? I don't know. It's like I guess you can, but I mean, not like dogs. They're not like dogs, you know. They They're just not you like know, but you have to because... work for their affection. They don't just want to automatically hang out with you and be all up in your shit. <laughs> because because the, the cats have one thing over dogs is that they have an opinion, and they have a strong opinion. And cats, yeah, I was reading <laughs> what it actually is: is that dogs just have more muscles in their face to express more emotion than cats do. So uh... cats. You never know what they're thinking or feeling or, you know. Yeah. It's like, you. at least you could tell when they, you know, when they're purring. It's like, oh, okay, you're cool. You're happy. You're in a good mood. That's yeah. it. <laughs> or, or or when their back gets all, like, raised up and stuff. Josh calls that Halloween cat. Yeah. She that, does that oh, pose. Perfect. Because Halloween she's a black cat, cat right? Yeah. Yep. But she does that to stretch all the time. That's her stretch, too. Sure. Like, whenever she comes out from sleeping, she does this. So it's like, ooh, Halloween pose. And then yeah. there's the one I call proper kitty sit. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is when she's sitting like her butts on the ground, but her feet, her front feet are up. And then she wraps her tail around the bottom of her body and <laughs> sits there standing up like, you know, like she's on a Sheba commercial or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, oh, that's the, like proper kitty sit. That's what I call that <laughs> Josh told me today goes at first when she was the winery, I thought she was maybe kind of special because she did that. Halloween stretch, but she'd walk sideways at him while she was doing it. And then like uh, sometimes like her head was just like he's like, sometimes you're staring at nothing. <laughs> I go, derpy, derpy, I derp. think that's just cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kitties. You guys all crazy and shit. It, yeah, it's funny because now I'm on TikTok and I'm seeing all these like cat houses that people build, you know, all these. Oh, yeah. Walkways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Labyrinth shit they'll put in their house or the catteries they have outside. And I'm like, you know, it's funny because she spent, you know, the first six weeks outside. Yeah. And Josh is like, she lived by the highway. She should be used to the noise. Right. But she's so she's in her little room in there. And sometimes I'll most of the time the blinds are closed. Yeah. But the, like yesterday or a couple of days, I'm like, I'll open the blinds because there's a tree outside. I'm like, maybe there's a bird in the tree. She'll like to see that or just, you know, see outside. But then when I was sitting with her in there the other day, every time somebody walks by or a car goes by, she still like kind of flinches all the time. So she I'm winces like, and stuff. She doesn't cry. She'll just flinch kind of like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. like if she's sitting ah. in my lap purring and then like a some kid came by on a skateboard, she stopped and like looked out the window. And I noticed that when I have the window open. She doesn't lay on the bed. She spends most of the time under the bed. I'm like, okay, I don't really think she likes the window yet. She might be one of those cats like fuck outside. I don't want to do that anymore. 
Well, you, <laughs> you know, know, it might have been too PTSD for her. Yeah. Maybe, she, you know, hopefully she don't need the cattery. Yeah. She she she's now in like a confined box, a.k.a. your home. And she's a OK because she can control that environment. Like it's comfy. It's warm. It's dry. There's no I'm like, well, there's no big the, predators. The, the, the two humans that are there. They like bring me, me food every day. Yeah. They come play with me and they pet me. The, I'm like, why would she leave her room? Her room was such a setup. <laughs> right. These other guys that look like me, but they're a little beefier. Uh, yeah. Those I don't understand. Yeah. They make a lot of noise. Yeah. They bark. I mean, the thing about, you know, like I said, we keep the door open in her room all day and she can get out whenever she wants. It's like at least she gets used to the noises around the house. I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't flinch. She'll you know, around. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious said if yesterday. the dogs will come around. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Well, because like I said, the cat. Oh, and then like one day this week, like I said, Josh will play with her outside before he comes to bed and then I'll come to bed and then she's at our door sticking her fucking paw under the door. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, <laughs> and so sometimes he'll open the door and literally she will walk around in our room on the floor while I'm in bed with the dogs and the dogs just don't know she's there yet. <laughs> but I'm like, as soon as Betty sees her or hears her, it's on, you know, she's going to pounce, you know. Yep. So yeah. Damn it, I forgot to uh timestamp. Oh well. Oh, forgot to start it. Yep. Forgot to start the <laughs> it's all right. As long as I remember to hit record and we haven't been talking to just ourselves, but right. That, that would have been fine as well. Anyway, <laughs> cat talk. How was uh cat talk with Chiba? Yeah. How was your uh your week? How's your arm? all right it's getting better it's not as sensitive but it's still uncomfortable and then like he wanted me to start physical therapy like this week or next week but it's like fucking every place i called in town the soonest i can get it like so there's one place that's literally right down the street for me i was like cool and i called them and they're like we could get you in march 2nd and i'm like i don't think i'm supposed to wait that long yeah so then i called every place in town and then they all got good reviews, which was a good thing. Um, sure. And ended, but but that's the problem is that they got good reviews. So they're busy. Yeah. So I, the soonest I could get in was not this week, but next week. And that's OK. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go to my doctor every week anyway, so I'll tell them it's like, oh, okay. hey, if you're telling people they need PT, you should tell them sooner. <laughs> so they can... Yeah. So they can book it. And... <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Like if, if he knew that, well, he, who knows if he knew or not, but that it was knows, booked up. Yeah. yeah. Then, you know, you come in, you, you cast up, he kind of gives you the game plan and then he's like, call the PT now. Right. Exactly. Make an appointment I, I got a girlfriend that works a at a physical therapist's office, but she's down and slow. And it's like, I don't really want to drive 45 minutes. Yeah. Unless um, like ultimately necessary, you know. Like, yeah. But like I said, they replaced something for three months. Then there's yeah. a problem. There were there were places up here. I mean, I, I could have even gone to like the next town kind of thing without going too you know, far. Which, which, right, which is like five, ten minutes. But I didn't want to do that. I just want it's like I really just want to go to the fucking place right down the street. <laughs> um I want this to be a 10 minute ordeal. Yeah, but my girlfriend said the same thing. She goes, Yeah, we're kind of booking out till March too. Unless people tell us, well, they had surgery, then we usually have to get them, usually try and get them in quicker kind of thing. Cause they did all tell me that. They're like, Do you have surgery? I'm like, no. Well, Man, I mean, I'm like, but I got a fracture on a bone that needs to not fuse together. I was going to say, I'm like, what's the right answer here for me to get in sooner? Right. <laughs> help me help you help me again. Right. <laughs> so are you able to to uh, maneuver a little bit better now? 
So my elbow hinge works. Okay. So I can like, you know, it helps to like pull my pants up and down, things like that. But I can't twist my wrist. Like my wrist, I can't twist it down to like type or up to hold something in my palm because all that strings right down to your elbow. Yeah. And all that, those nerves and shit like that's damaged. So it's like, um, I can't, I mean, I can kind of use my hand. It's also kind of weak. Like I can hold some stuff as long as it's not real heavy. Mm -hmm. I can't like open a jar. I can't cut a steak or anything like that. Got it. But I can hold my t-shirt, you know, for a minute before I hang it up or something like that. Like yeah. I have this big thing, uh, you know, one of those big Yeti cups of ice water. Uh-huh. Well, I can hold it when it's empty, but I can't hold it when it's full. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> it's a fucking it, it, it's small victories, small victories. Yeah. 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 Pull, being able to pull my pants up is very nice. <laughs> so, um, uh, have you watched anything, uh, good or new lately okay so uh because i I, like i said all i do is lay around and yep stupid arm so yesterday i turned on netflix and we came across i was gonna watch something else and what came across flash across my screen was this new show called swap shop Hmm. and i'm like okay and it was uh, um takes place in like tennessee it's an old (laughs) an old radio station excuse me it's an old radio program and people will call up with shit they have for sale, they want to trade, they just want to get rid of, whatever. And people mm-hmm. listen to the show, and like if they want it, they you got to hop in the car and go get it because it's like first come first serve. So oh damn, it's based around this radio show. But then you follow these different people who are like there's one one set of guys that own a garage and they also restore old cars. So they're usually hopping on shit that's old cars. There's um a couple people that run like antique shops or they have oddities, you know, taxidermy type stuff. So they jump on creepy shit. And there's um, people that collect, you know, some of their collectors, there's a couple of young kids that have a vintage streetwear shop. So they collect, you know, t-shirts, tennis shoes, you know, shit like that. Yeah. So it's funny because they'll all be listening to the program and it's like somebody will be like, Ooh, we've got these a uh, whole collection of Halloween creepy stuff, you know. And then these two people that get all excited, and there's one people like, "Who would want that?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this one couple, and not all the same people are on each episode. You should watch it because it's it's actually pretty interesting. And okay, there's these couple sets of Sounds people. There's two these two guys that own a comic book shop, so they're all about the comic shit and the action figures and the toys and stuff. So they nice. sit there listening and this guy's like, yeah, I got an old 1980s Defender arcade game taking up space in my garage. And they're like, let's go. So they go to the guy's house. When the guy goes, it's taking up space in my garage. I'm picturing a full garage. I just need to get shit out. He yeah. opens the garage and it's like fucking tiled and pristine lay- layout. It's an entire fucking 80s collection. He's oh got like, my god. He had my Pee Wee Herman doll. He had the fucking original ET bike with the fucking ET doll on it. He had like all these games and toys and shit. And he's like, Yeah, I need to get rid of this. I'm like, for what? What are you gonna fit in there? <laughs> I'm like, it's not to, it's not like bulging out the door. So right. Are you just uh, are you putting like a VR thing in there or something? Like, what are you doing that take, right. needs to take up space? They didn't ask, but they ended up buying it off them, you know, and then it's always a little bit of a haggle back and forth, you know, sure. how much he wants for it. Because the guy wanted like $1,200 for it. He's like, nah, he ended up getting it for six, right? And then and then they go, do you have anything else you want to sell? sell? And he goes, well, I got another room inside. And it's like, whenever people say, I got another room, you're like, oh, oh shit, show me that room. Because if oh. he has shit in the garage, 
yeah. what's in the house that gets its own room yeah they, so they that's walk the in, uh, the pristine shit or the uh the, exactly uh, so they walk like into, the his, into the room and it was just all the walls were layered with shelves of action figures gi oh. joe star wars he-man fucking everything everything oh. this guy had signed movie posters and all this shit and they're like okay before we go too crazy what percentage of the stuff in here is for sale and he's like maybe one percent <laughs> <laughs> so they're like how about this? Nope. Oh, G.I. Joe tent. Nope. Uh, how about that? Nope. And they ended up buying off him. He had a He-Man collection. He had Castle Grayskull, Snake, so, Snake Castle or Snake Island. And Snake then the Mountain. Snake Mountain. Thank you. And then the Slime Pit. Oh. And so he bought the Slime Pit and Snake Mountain off him for 200 bucks. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of money. Okay. But then there's this other couple. And He's this, he looks like a hipster, but he's this oaky Southern white guy. And he's got this Japanese girlfriend, okay, who's all dressed out in cowboy shit. Her uh-huh. name is F- Fiddlin' Fiona. <laughs> okay, their story is she grew up in Japan, but she became a fan of country bluegrass music. So she applied oh to go to God. college in Tennessee. Tennessee? He met, they met T- in Tennessee? Japan at a British pub before she was deciding what college to go to. And he helped her pick her college because they kind of, you know, fell in love and started dating. So then she moved to the States, went to college, hooked up with him. This Southern Okie guy taught her English. So she is Japanese with a Southern accent. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. She says Japan. (laughs) It is the weirdest fucking thing. Like, they don't come in until, like, the third episode. But I swear to God, I kept having to stop and go, what? And she explains it. She's like, he taught me English. You're like, oh my God. Because sometimes she'll say like dollars, like some, sometimes yeah. so the, the Asian accent will come out, but then yeah. she'll pronounce words like, okay, we got to get out of here. You know, it's like, oh <laughs> my God. It is so <laughs> confusing to your mind. Like my husband's like, what the fuck? It's like, he doesn't even listen to what she's saying. First of all, I'm like, yeah. she said? it's like, no. <laughs> and then I send a message to my dad and I talked to him last time. You got to check this chick out. <laughs> Fiona, Asian girl with a country accent. And then Josh goes, I wonder if she has an, a, a, country, a southern accent when she speaks Jap- Japanese. I'm like, no, she grew up in Japan. Yeah. She, <laughs> she speaks spoke, it fluent it, there. Exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> the first language. Yeah. But like when you hear But him it's interesting talk- though. But but you know what? He brings up a good point because there are some words in English that you can you will still hear Japanese people say. Like they'll speak they'll be they'll speak in japanese but then occasionally you'll hear like an english word because mm-hmm, there might mm-hmm. not be a proper translation right, for right. it yeah so i'm curious to hear like those kind of words the english words if they yeah. have a yeah they're probably southern but yeah it's <laughs> funny because like i said not all of her words do but then when you hear him talk you're like okay when you hear like the same pronounce certain <laughs> words you're like it is fucking hilarious but here's what they do here's their stick they buy shit and send it back to japan to sell it because Japanese love all this vintage shit. Oh, they American love that. Well, yeah, they love their fucking oh, yeah. world. Fucking- oh, and they found there was a one caller, this guy that goes, yeah, I worked for um, Walt Disney World for like 55 years. So if anybody wants to come check out my collection, it's like, yep. So they went and checked out his wow. collection and they bought a bunch of shit. I think they bought like, I think they spent like $4,000 or something like that. How many seasons of this show? Um, it just up? popped up and it's like six episodes. Sweet. Yeah, um, this sounds like something... It's pretty cool. It's fun. It it's like exciting. And then, watch. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and it'll be like, you know, yeah, I, I've been collecting for 75 years. I got four acres full of shit. You know, like I said, some people are into cars. <laughs> some people are into the clothes. Some people are into creepy. Oh, shit. Cool. I'm fascinated by that just because you, you, you always know that everybody has that one thing that's like, oh, shit, like that's dope. Like, like, what's the one like, what's that one thing for you? I don't know anymore because it's like, really? well, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, like even last night when they were looking through this guy's 80s collection, they showed his lunchboxes and his Star Wars Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. I'm like, I got that. Or like, you know, like yeah. the Pee Herman doll in somebody's wall in the box. I got that. You know, I mean, I, 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 wish I don't I still really have know. My lunch <laughs> I think most people ooh and awe over my big Maleficent statue. Okay. I think that's the most thing I'll, I'll probably get comments on. Okay. Um, huh. But uh, I would have to say, I mean, I haven't been in the bins in the garage in a long time, so mm -hmm. I, I, I forget what's in there. But I would say it's either, I mean, to me, it's that picture of Ric Flair on the wall that's signed. Mm -hmm. That's one of them. But I also have a Beastie Boy skateboard from uh, To the Five Burrows that was like, I think they only made like 500 of those. Yeah. I even have some dope Beastie Boy, that Beastie Boy skateboard that it's just sitting in a corner because it's not even on a wall displayed anywhere. Yeah. It's the no, one that's got the picture a... underneath that Spike Jones took. And everybody no, mine's, mine's, no, that's mine. Yeah. No, that's oh, that's okay. one I have. Got it. Mine's the album cover yeah. of, of To the Five Burrows. But it's numbered. It's numbered. It's one to whatever. And uh, somebody I worked with at the firm, um, we were talking one time. She's like, oh, I have one of those. You want it? I'm like, uh, yeah. Yes. So I would say that's probably one of my most prized possessions, I would have to say. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still have like my original Cabbage Patch dolls and my original set of Barbies that are in my garage somewhere. And I keep thinking, why am I holding on to this shit? Um, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, eventually, like the Cabbage Patch dolls aren't worth anything. No. Um. No, they're all out of the box and played with and shit. Um, but I think eventually if I had, you know, in my house, in my office, I think I'll eventually display all that shit. Yeah. I, I like the look of putting my shelves up and displaying all that shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm completely Legoed out in this room. It's completely taken over <laughs> to the point where I've had to take things down. Like I don't even have any of my haunted mansion stuff up anymore. It's it's yeah, it's literally all Lego and like my my run DMC little shrine there. Um, I, I have slowed down on the Funko Pups, but I forgot to show you a couple that I did buy recently. One was I bought um, fucking they came out with Michael Myers and his house, the Myers house. So I was like, oh, um, really? Yeah. I got a thing for Michael Myers. I think he's my favorite um, of all the killers. Um, and then I bought a big giant. <laughs> of all the killers. Of all the killers. I bought a 10 inch Ezekiel ghost from the Haunted Mansion. Oh, nice. Uh, the, he's the big blue guy because I don't have any of the Honda Mansion Funkos, so I'm like, I got him for pretty cheap. So like, okay, that'd be cool for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, it's funny because now for Halloween, I'll bring those my Haunted Mansion like stuff out, like my Disney Haunted Mansion stuff, mm -hmm. like my collectibles from over the years. Like I'll bring those out for Halloween, but yeah, no. At this point, like this room is just has been overtaken by, like, it, like I have to like strategically move things around if I want to like build yep. something new and display it i'm like all right like what do i have to move or take down to yeah. display because uh, you know i don't want to go too i mean it's already crazy in here but you know i'm not putting things on the wall to let's say you need to start going to the wall you need to start going to the wall yeah i think that's when my wife would probably murder me at that point <laughs> I, I think at this point she's just kind of um 
because she doesn't have a room, huh? No, it's just because I say because like in our house, it's like, yeah, my shit's taking up like the two extra guest rooms. <laughs> I have an office, and then yeah. one of the no, extra guest I mean, rooms. I feel kind of bad. I feel like my husband should get a room full of his shit. She, she's not. She doesn't care about stuff, so it's not really having a room. I mean, I, if I if her favorite spot's probably on the couch watching the big old TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that. It's just that I have. You know, because this is my office and I, I, I literally spend the most time of my waking, <laughs> my yeah. waking days in, in this room. Um, you know, things tend to get strewn out. And if I'm working on a on a on a Lego project, I'll have to, like, take up some space. So sometimes it's a little <laughs> crazy in here. Um, I love my office. I love being surrounded by my shit and my toys and stuff. Yeah, like me that. too. Me too. I'm like, I wouldn't normally see them this much. <laughs> well, I, I it, it, it's that for sure. Because I, I like building them so I can display them, but it's also like it gives me like creativity to be like, like if I'm if if I'm like staring off to something and I'm like, oh shit, that'd be dope if like I took that and kind of morphed it into that, or you know, it gives me ideas to build other stuff. Like right now, I'm building like a mini, a mini Star Wars ish like city, <laughs> very very industrial looking. I'll take a picture of it for you later. Um, you know, but then there's times where I'm just building like random, like, le- you know, like landscapes. Like, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I just want to build like, just like, you know, just like cool. landscapey kind of thing. Or, you know, and then you get really technical and then you, you just start building shit like this where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a Star Wars scene. Um, <laughs> but that, but I digress. Um, want to go over the playlist? Oh, yeah. What do we got? Um, let me pull it up. I feel like the playlist, the Goody Squad playlist. I feel like the 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 playlist needs its own like theme s- song. Ah. I might work on that. Theme song for songs. Yep. <laughs> Which is wait, I, I have to tell you really quick. I am kind of obsessed with this one app right now. That's called um, Groove Pad, mm-hmm. where you can make beats and shit. I downloaded it yesterday, and I'm obsessed. Oh, we're behind. There's a bunch in here we didn't talk about. Oh, so let's uh, let's playlist. Uh, let's. You got it up. Uh, I do. Let's see. All right. We I we did talk about the Ghostbusters song, and we did talk yes, about. That's the last one we talked about. But we didn't talk about the. I don't think we did. We talk about Go Away. Did you play that one? Go away. Yeah, yeah. We've we've we've, we've anything that's in this order has been played already. We didn't play Womp Womp and Red Mercedes, did we? Did we play those already? I think I played those on the show that I did by myself. Oh, okay. All right, then. Then we are caught up. So uh, what'd you pick for this week? I was in a Whitney Houston mode. I turned on my radio station and they were playing some good Whitney. I mean, not that there's bad Whitney, but there's the Whitney you hear all the time. Yeah. So emotional. Um, How will I know? Yeah. Dance with somebody, all that shit. But my radio station was playing... um, I have nothing, which is uh, that's on my it, my playlist. That's called guilty because I will play it and like sing it at the top of the lungs in my shower. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that one's a good one. That's a but good it reminded one. me of one of my other favorite Whitney songs that I love, and it's uh it's not right, but it's okay, and it's the remix, I guess, off of her greatest hits album. It's the thunder. It's just one of those. If you mix. listen to the words, this is one of those women empowerment. You go girl songs. Huh. Let's play see. it. Sounds like me making beats. 
butter, voice like butter. Then they hung out, but you came home around three. Dick. If six of y'all went out, uh, then four of you were pretty cheap. Oh, that reverb. Because <laughs> only two of you had dinner, I found your credit card seat. Uh. It's not right, but it's okay. I'm gonna make it anyway. Pack your bag up and leave. Don't you dare to run back to me. It's not right, but it's okay. I'm gonna make it anyway. Close the door behind you. Leave your Oh, that's nice. Go girl. Go Whitney. Get a girl. That was a later that was a hit for her later on too in her career. Man, that's a that's a clean the house like a motherfucker song. Right yep. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> um, I went old school as well. And it, it I there's certain songs I have that are like put me in my happy place. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're just fuck, oh this I'm so stressed. I just need my happy place songs. This is one of those songs. And I legit every time I hear this song, I'm in my happy place. So it's funny when it comes up in like a movie because you know I don't do that on occasion. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh. like hi, I'm in my happy place. So I went with "Island in the Sun" by Weezer. That is a great happy song. Oh. myself roller skating to that song oh that's my a good God. roller skating outside song that sounds like a like you're ro- roller skating like venice yes exactly see boardwalk. there's two there's almost like two different playlists for roller skating there's yeah. in the rink like yeah. club like, shit like jam funky, shit. like right yeah. but then there's like yeah skating down the beach in santa monica playlist or something yeah i i, I would right want to listen dope. more to like this yes and maybe like I don't know why there's one red hot chili pepper song I probably put on there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no funk. I want to do inside. Right. In a rink. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I do have a skate sesh playlist, but it's almost like both of those types of songs are on there and I almost feel like I kind of need to uh, spread it out. <laughs> I, <kinda> need, <laughs> I, I might need to uh, split it up because it's like two totally different vibes, you know? Yeah. But I, I, uh, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, those are uh, two pretty good um, additions right there. Oh, yeah. Anything like like I put up like. Like uh, some Frankie, like relax or something like that. It's like that's a good skating song outside when you're oh, yeah. it's like, yeah, inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear that inside. Yeah. I want, I want to hear that outside. <laughs> the sun all burning. Oh, everybody Dude. wants to rule the world. There's another one. Oh, yeah. Dude, how hot is it by you right now? 
It's in our eight. It's in the eighties, low eighties this weekend. Like eighty. Let's see, eighty-two-ish highs of highs of eighty-two today. Check me out. <laughs> what's your what's your high today? Uh, oh wait, didn't I see there was an excessive heat warning in LA today for the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, eighty-seven, eighty-nine, upper eighties. Well, right now mine says that we're at eighty-eight, but already. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Jesus. It's, seven, it's seventy-two right now. Oh, it's gonna be eighty-eight today. Yeah, it's going to be 80, but it, it got to 90 the last couple of days. Get out of here. Like straight up 90. I'm like, they, like, fuck that shit. All of a sudden, my, my wife just turns to me and goes, can we turn on the AC? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not Ugh. one to say no, because I've been very good, very patient. I'm, you know, I don't like being sitting in the heat, but I haven't said anything about the AC. I've just kind of dealt with it. And then she said it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm turning it on right now. Then, <laughs> oh my god, I waited. Next I waited week for we're back into high. The highest next week is mid seventies. Yeah, we dip. We do it. Dip. That's even, crazy, yo. We dip even further. I think next week. We are you gonna watch? A, there was the a Dr. Second, Dre concert today. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Look, it's it's supposed to. It's gonna be in the sixties on Tuesday and rain. What? Whoa. What? Yeah, we got wind advisory in low sixties. Fuck these wins. We we had wins for like weeks. Some bullshit. I don't like it. Um, I want to see that performance. I I I'm hoping that it ends up on like YouTube, like split off from the the big game, quote unquote. I don't want to get sued by saying the other word. Oh yeah, my um, bad. I already did. Oh damn it. We don't have any money, and you can't take my Lego <laughs> or my BC Boy skateboard. So fuck off. Um. I want to see it. I don't want to see it bad enough to like have to like sit through a game to watch it. Uh, so I just, just throw it on, throw the game on, like just to have the TV on and like a kind of background time thing. And then the halftime yeah. comes on. Really, like, I, you know, there, there's times where over the years where, you know, I've been kind of off and on about like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Super Bowl party. Sure. Um, For the food, uh, food and hanging out. And then you get immersed because like it's not like I don't like football. I just don't watch it. Mm hmm. Um, so you get immersed in shit and start to root for whoever. And like we it's have a team. I know. I know. <laughs> we, not only not only do we have a team in the fucking Super Bowl, it's like the first big event it's played in our city. It, it played in our city in like this brand new fancy ass. Like, oh, my God, I saw this fucking stadium. TikTok this week of like, here's a tour of the new SoFi Stadium that wasn't here a week ago. You know, <laughs> they're like, they're like, and check out the lovely Starbucks that's now in Compton. That wasn't here a week ago. They're oh, like, man. Bitching about all the shit down there. I now. was I was thinking about it. I'm like, it's so strange that that was like Hollywood Park where my dad would take us as a kid <laughs> to go watch horse races and shit. Uh-huh. And now it's like some massive football stadium where, you know, they'll have the Super Bowl and WrestleMania. And then point. that's it. And then it'll just be empty. Nah, this stu- that stuff kind of makes, I mean. Sometimes, I mean, fuck, the form was closed and ragged for how long? Until somebody decided to, like, reperk that shit up. Yeah, and but it's been in a It's nice now, pretty, but it's like, yeah. It's been in a pretty awesome state. Don't build shit years, and then abandon years, it. Years. No, no, I, I think the reason why they put, I think it's the same reason that they have, like, the Staples Center next to the Convention Center, because you have. Mm-hmm. you know, varying degrees of like concert stuff or whatever, or like if they do have WrestleMania there, then they can have, you know, Raw and SmackDown at the forum. And then SoFi and Stadium then, in Inglewood, bringing people to Inglewood. I know it, it, it's so weird because I know that area so well. Um, 
from growing up like down the street that like driving through there i'm sure it would be really fucking weird right mm, now i bet seeing that big wait, old, wait, wait. Like, so the picture of it is on a waterfront what fucking water is there there's yeah they put some water oh they put thing. that there i was like what what, what is that I mean, there was a, like a water feature, I think, at Hollywood Park, if I remember correctly, but I don't okay. think it's the same one. I, I I don't believe they've kept anything from the old. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Oh, I can see there is water feature in the middle of Hollywood Park. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That's weird. So now they're just going to gentrify Inglewood. Oh, I'm sure it's already done. I'm sure, like, I I, I, I don't even want to know what houses are going for it and in Inglewood right now. Speaking of, you remember my dad's little house in Carson? Fuck yeah, I do. Okay, so he was he was telling me recently so that it's so it, oh one of the houses right next door. Okay, so dad's house was like two bedroom, one bath, like seven ninety square feet or something like yeah, under eight hundred square feet. Tiny little house, little cute tiny house. little house. He's, he's and then, by himself. Like that's all. So he was telling me how much the neighbor's house was, and I'm like wait 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 wait, what did you buy the house for? He goes forty. Forty thousand dollars. Uh huh. And what year was that? Do you remember? Seventies. Probably like seventy, late seventies, probably. What? And then he sold it for two eighty-seven, two something. Wow. Like upper twos when he left, which is probably about ten five years? years ago. Five uh, years ago. Maybe about five, seven, eight years ago. I know it was before he retired. He retired uh -huh. before sixty-five. It's gonna be seventy. So. It's, uh, Maybe seven, eight years ago, he sold it, right? So then he was saying, he was looking recently and one of the neighbor's houses, and I don't remember if she said it was the house to the right or the left of his, somebody came in and flipped it. So it's really nice inside, but it's still 800 square feet and it's sold for six something. <laughs> and we're like, in Carson. In <laughs> I'm like, Carson. did they fix Carson? Did they fix outside of the house? Did mm. they flip the city? I, like, I, I bet you it still looks the same, if not worse. And it's still expensive. <laughs> Seriously, for real. Six, six something. Dog, like it's crazy. For man. 800 square feet. I'm telling you, man, it's it's it's. Not... Yeah, we've kind of calmed down our house hunt just because shit's so expensive. I mean, I keep an eye out just because all of a sudden if something pops up that it's like, oh, my God, I love this. I can't live without it. Then cool. But otherwise, yeah. I'm not in a rush. Yeah. I actually did. There's this house that popped up in a, in a Tascadero this week. It was pretty cool because it was like a two bedroom, two bath, but then it has a guest house. That's actually, it has a two story guest house. So the bottom is like a kitchen, living room, I think bathroom. And then there's a bedroom upstairs. And then it had these really neat kind of outdoor dining areas and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, the outside of the house and the yard, and it was on like two acres, I think. And it was like, I think it was nine. But um, to me, the outside if you're outside is set up for like entertaining dining people outside is cool. You know, you could always fix up the in inside of a house, the outside, you know, in the acre, you know, square footage and shit like that's what you can't change. So yeah. that's usually what gets me. Mm. I sent it to mom I like this one. She was, <laughs> I like the outside. I said, give me two. <laughs> <laughs> it's got curb appeal. Y'all. I don't remember what the outside, like the curb looked like. It was more like, you no, know, the backyard space was just really cool and private and yeah. had like a, uh, well, like I said, it was two acres anyway, so it's gonna be pretty private. Yeah, I love a, I, I'm, I love a good backyard, and I'm spoiled by my good backyard. Yeah, you got a good backyard. You got a pretty oh, good backyard. It just needs spacious. More, it, it needs a, a waterfall though, and a water feature. It, oh my you god! You didn't get that. 
you can get that it for the pool easy like yeah. you, one of those things you hook in and it'll like just fountain like shoot water out in the middle of it then you'll get yeah the, sort the of sound. thing um you know it's an old um it's an old motor that it has so i'm not really sure how it'll work but there's two old things in this house that like i fear when they go out it'll be that that um that machinery or the ac <laughs> oh yeah that's that's my big concerns but. i also noticed there's um house around the corner for sale that which is the same exact model we have mm-hmm. except it's on a street that's on its way out of the neighborhood so the cool thing about where it's at is there's nobody behind them and there's nobody across the street from them mm. so when you look out your windows you just see scenery it's just it's really pretty instead of like hey neighbor so it's the <laughs> same exact house that we have except that our house was remodeled and updated this one they they didn't it's the original model and they're asking like 750 for it i think hmm. when like this guy down the street updated his and sold it for like 690 i'm like mm, 750 and you're still the old model yeah i'm gonna sit on mm. this <laughs> eddie no so i uh, i sent you a link uh this week of you know i i, I follow lego quite quite a bit and mm-hmm. uh, oh. And I saw that they are releasing Lego Brickheads. Now, Lego Brickheads are kind of, they're kind of like, I guess. I don't really like them so much. Yeah, I don't, I only have one and it's, it's the, uh, Ma- the Mandalorian and Grogu, but I haven't even built it. It's in the box and I just have it nah. displayed with my other Grogu stuff that's like in boxes. Um, yeah, I'm not super crazy about them. I don't like, I don't own them. I prefer like building like sets and things. Um, but they're releasing the Spice Girls. That's funny. <laughs> and it's like the old school Spice Girls with uh, which one is the one with the two tone hair? Ginger. Ginger. That's the one, you know, where she's got her bangs that are blonde and her hair's red. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're and her uh, Union Jack. Yeah. Card. I mean, they're cute Lindsay. and all, but I, I, I would like if you want to make a run dmc or a beastie boys version of that then right like that's a different story right which reminds me did you uh did there's a uh uh an instagram called super seven that makes i guess like action figures and i sent you that they're going to be releasing beastie boy ones you did that's um, very cool uh this summer i'm hoping that they're not um eight million dollars yeah <laughs> Cause that's the like I that's the one like I have so many like figures of like Run DMC between the like the Funkos and the little tykes and like the old um like uh, Mez what is it called Mezits or or whatever the old like figures so I have like Run DMC stuff I don't have any Beastie Boy figures yeah and I I need some Beastie Boy figures to display because. Yeah. What I remember, they were released those like twelve inch ones, but mm-hmm. they were like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I was like, no, I I I love the BC Boys, but I don't. I'm not no, I'm not spending that. Right? Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to spend that. But uh, I don't wanna. I don't wanna. <laughs> Dude, I watched so much shit even just last night. Besides our uh, our movie. Oh, our movie took me down another rabbit hole of adoption of this program that I watched on Hulu called Taken at Birth. 
taken it. Did I tell you about this one already? Yeah. It uh, was this it was this group of kids. Well, I want to say they're kids, but they were born in the 60s. It was a group of adults that found out that they were all born. They were adopted. They were all born at the same clinic in the 60s. But basically, this doctor, this clinic was selling babies out the back door. Damn. So all of these adopted kids discovered. Well, first of all, they re- you know, realized they're adopted. And then they're like, well, who are my real parents? We don't know because the doctor put the adopted parents' names on their birth certificates. Whoa. Damn. So they're the, the only way you're ever going to track this shit down is with DNA. And you would have to like the, your. Uh, the, and the only way that's going to happen is if like your family you get is, lucky. is a convict or, or something <laughs> where they need like DNA evidence or whatever. Right. So they started back, you know, they, they discovered like so the, one of the women who started this investigation says, you know, I always knew I was adopted, but I always knew there was something shady about my adoption because my parents were always very vague with the details. And then one day she found a birth certificate, which had a different birth date than she thought she had. And then she goes to her mom. She's like, what's this? She goes, well, we don't know exactly what day exactly you were born, but this is the day we picked you up kind of thing. And then it wasn't until after her mother died that her dad ended up telling her more stuff like, yeah, we basically just bought you for a thousand dollars from a doctor who called us. The doctor was in Georgia and all these People were in Akron, Ohio for some reason. And so we called him and said, we got a baby for you. Come on down. And basically sold him a baby out the back door. And the babies were all always underweight. And they said, good luck getting her home. (laughs) If she doesn't survive, call me and we'll give you the next baby. Oh, my God. Like a fucking puppy and shit. What the fuck, man? And then you find out that half of these women that came to him, some of them wanted abortions and supposedly he talked them into keeping the baby and putting him up for adoption. Right. And then yeah. so a lot of the townspeople thought he was a really good doctor that was doing good things and helping these women because he was always kept it very private and secretive and wouldn't give out their names and shit like that. Yeah. But then you find out later, some women, he told them their babies were stillborn when they weren't. Yeah. OK. You, and you then you find out that. that there's a bunch of people in town that think they're like kids of his. So they think that he might've been screwing around with people <laughs> oh and then God. getting them pregnant and then giving the babies up for adoption. Gross. Just. It, it turns out it was a puppy a three. It was a three part series on Hulu that I found and me, my husband and I started watching it. And um, oh my, I might have to peep that one. That's crazy. The int- one of the things that was sad was like this one guy who they think was like one of the first babies that he adopted, that his doctor adopted out because he was the oldest guy they found. He was like 70. And this wow. guy's like, I grew up in this family, big, large family, and I had to fight for scraps and they hated me. And they always told me I was adopted and I was always the odd man out, blah, 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 you know, and I really wish I would have found my family, blah, blah, blah. So like later on. So what happened was, is this one lady put up you know, did some investigating and she put out this big story in 1997. And that's when a lot of people came out of the woodwork going, I was born at this clinic. I was born at this clinic. I don't know who mm. my parents are either. You know, so it's a big group of people that were trying to similar, find out. Similar, you know. similar to what was going on in this movie. The only thing on their birth certificates that put them all together was the, the same doctor out of the same clinic. Wow. That was, was the only thing in common out of all of them. So they all know they call themselves Hicks babies. It was this Dr. Hicks. We're one of the Hicks babies that oh were. Oh, my God. And the funny thing is, it's like I said, their parents, all their adoptive parents think they were, this doctor was doing a wonderful thing because they got a child when they couldn't get one. Like, and the thing is, is most of this happened in the sixties. Most of these parents were all dying and dead by now. Right. So, so they took these secrets to their graves, basically. Kind of. So they talked to this one woman who's one of the only birth mothers or one of the only adopted mothers that was alive that actually talked to this doctor. 
And she goes, yeah, he called us up and said, we got a baby for you. She goes, I was living in Ohio. She goes, we couldn't in Ohio at the time to adopt a baby. You had to own your own home. You couldn't have any debt. You had like, there were all these rules and they couldn't, they wouldn't give them a baby. So I had this coworker who adopted and said, oh, call this doctor in Georgia. He'll help you. And then, so she was put on this waiting list. And then she said, I got a call come down. We got a baby for you. It's a little girl, bring a pillow to put her on. So you don't have to carry her the whole way home. And then she said when she got there and she paid the money, she said it didn't seem weird to her because she thought this woman was just giving her baby up for adoption. And she goes, the woman probably has some medical bills. She goes, why shouldn't I help pay for those? So that's what she thought her money was going to. She didn't really think of it as buying a baby. Got it. You know, and it's like, okay, again, that kind of makes sense, you know. And then they did talk to one of the women who had a baby there. And did give it up for adoption, knew she was giving it up for adoption. She wasn't lied to and stuff like that. Because one of the girls found her mother, her birth mother, and reconnected to her and stuff. She said, oh, yeah, the doctor is really nice. And her and him and her nurse stayed with me the whole time. And I went to have an abortion. He talked me into having it so we could adopt it. And then, like, she goes, I stayed there for, like, two, three days. And then when she left, the doctor gave her $20 and told her to buy a nice dress. Wow. Holy fuck. Oh, so this old guy who grew up in this family. He's like, that sucks because I could have been in this other family who might have loved me, right? So through DNA testing, they found a half-sister. They found this woman who came out. She's like, yeah, my aunt went to the Hicks Clinic. And, you know, yeah, she went there. Let me, you know, I'll talk to her. I'll get my cousin on the phone. So they met up with the cousin and and this woman who ended up being this guy's half-sister. And she goes, when my mother died, I found a birth certificate for twins in her dresser drawer, but it said they were stillborn. Oh, and he was one of the twins. So he could have a twin or not. Like the twin might have died or there might be a twin out there that was adopted to another family. And the fact that they told this lady that her twins were stillborn when they weren't. And this girl was like, I'm so excited to have a brother. And he's like, I could have grown up in a family that actually loved me. Yeah, because all these people that he adopted these babies out to, he didn't vet them. He just called them. You have the cash. Here's a baby. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He was he was just like saw profit. Selling wow. babies out the back door. Wow. Taking at birth on him. Yeah, that's very similar to which we'll get to. There's a lot of similarities yeah. there from that movie uh, we was. watched. But, Did you end um, up watching the Tinder swindler after we talked about it? I wanted to tell you that after I had watched our movie last night, I put that on and watched <laughs> the whole fucking thing and was like, what the fuck? Fuck. My dad said the same thing when I talked to him last night. He goes, I was listening to podcasts. He goes, I put on Tinder Slender just because you guys are talking about it. Oh my God. Like this guy is just and, and you know, and 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 I remember like the conversation we were having last week where I'm like, this must be impossible to have to like keep track of. Yeah. And just watching it all just go on was just I, I was a it's like sociopathically genius that he could yeah. keep it together like that the yeah. entire time. And the fact that like he would fly one of these women out on the dime of the other woman, because he'd already started the con with her. about right. Oh, we got beat up and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I'm so curious to know who the fuck the, this bodyguard and, and this. Oh, other okay. Business so partner I came across this article this week of this girl that she goes, I almost got Tinder swindled. She goes, she matched with the quote unquote business partner. Like Avishay was his name. 
And she goes, I matched with him on Tinder. So I ended up hooking up with him and going out with him. Same thing, met him at this really fancy hotel and stuff like that. She goes, I ended up not dating him because his jet set lifestyle just wasn't for me. I wasn't into it. She goes, but I did go meet up with him, met him at this hotel for for dinner, drinks, whatever. She goes, and yes, Simon ended up coming down and the bodyguard guy. She goes, as soon as Simon came into the lobby, he was on his phone constantly messaging women the same messages over and over. Hello, good morning, love you, or sending in the same video. She goes, and then he's on Tinder and he matches, like he swipes on every single woman and every match he gets, he just starts the connection. He started yeah. texting him. He goes, he was just on his phone nonstop. It's like, yeah, you have to be. It's like, and how do you fucking keep them all straight? It's like, you know, oh, this one I'm at this point with. This one I haven't sent the pictures to yet. This one, you know, it's like, I, I mean, I you need a notebook how, yeah. uh, or some shit. Like, and maybe he's got a database somewhere that will further implicate him at some point because, yeah, I mean, who knows how many women he was conning at one time. So here's the shitty thing, right? So there's like, okay, so there's this new Netflix series on that I'm going to watch called um, Inventing Anna, which is a, a based on a true story. It's this woman who passed herself off as this socialite and mixed with a bunch of millionaires and she conned them out of a bunch of money and she wanted, she was trying to start this business and she ended up getting a bank loan for $40 million when she really didn't have any money and wow. they ended up catching her and she got caught. She got put in jail, right? And I'm like, so why is this bitch in trouble, but this guy isn't because she fucking swindled a bank. This guy, all you know, all he ever has to say was, Oh, I just borrowed the money, I was gonna pay it back. It's like they were stupid enough to let yeah. him use it in their name. Yeah. It, and it's like, how do you really hold him accountable for that? I mean, does that really hold up in the account of like in the court of law? Like, well, he tricked me. I mean, you know, because he hasn't uh, been brought, he hasn't been um held accountable for any of that shit. He was only held accountable for the shit he did in Israel the fraudulent checks and IDs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, especially when you have the people calling the credit card company at the time going, oh, no, it's okay that, you know, we're using, we're charging these amounts because it's like we, credit card companies like, we tried to stop it. We tried to, you know. Yeah, but you said to run through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I, it, would, it would take the right lawyer, the right to to pick this up and, and, and further you know, um, prosecute this guy, but it's also, he's in a different country and. I don't think they're all any civil cases at this point though. Cause like what criminal laws did he actually break? Um, yeah. Cause I guess catfishing isn't technically against the law. Right. And how did he catfish? I mean, technically he was the person he's, well, he wasn't, but he was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's a interesting catfishing sort of thing because, I mean, he did portray somebody he wasn't, and what to me, it's almost like if I were that Lavev family of diamonds, I would be more pissed that he's using my name. Oh yeah, and tarnishing it. Yeah, they would. They they have a. They might have a case because they right. could say defamation of character. Um, they might have a case, but yeah, man, like just well, and even and the fact that even one of these women who she knew that they weren't like romantically like a thing but like he still found a way to like swindle her out of well, money well that's what was interesting to me and I was telling dad it's like okay so when the they published that first story um in the that uh, Norway paper and then people started the journalist said people started calling out of the woodworks with their stories about how this guy swindled him half of 
of them weren't even romantic. Some of them like were guys. They're like, yeah, we hired him as a nanny for our family and he yeah, swindled $42,000. So it's like, yeah, it Ugh. wasn't always romantic interest, which to me is even more manipulating, it seems like. Like, dang, you conned somebody who <laughs> he is just kind of liked you. I mean, yeah. He is like, good at what he does. That is. So then dad's sure. telling me last night, he goes, okay, so if you liked that one, there's one on Netflix called The Puppet Master. And I've uh -huh. seen it pop up, but I haven't clicked on it yet. He goes, it's much more nefarious and worse, but it's also about like a con a con man, I think. Wow. Like, All right, well, gonna have to watch out. I think that what, what also helps or makes it worse for these women is that the guy's are not, you know, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. And, you know, he looks, he looks, he looks sharp, you mm -hmm. know, although I do like that, that one woman just fucking started his selling his clothes. Love that. Love that. And then he started getting all fucking psycho about it because she wasn't getting back to him. It was, that, oh, I, I love mean, all the messages. He's yelling at her and then he's, I'm, I'm being respectful. I'm talking to you respectfully. <laughs> yeah. What well, really? I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't use WhatsApp, but it's crazy that. I mean, there's so much proof there. There's so yeah, much, that like, it's all there. It's like, even if she deleted it or whatever, it's all still there. Yeah, I mean, and look how much they had for this documentary. Yeah. So, you know, you know what this guy looks like. You know what this guy sounds like. There's even, like, video footage because when they follow his ass and, you know. So, yeah, the him. stories lately are that all of his social media accounts have been deleted or <laughs> been shut down after wow. this documentary came out. Yeah, I'd be very curious to know where he is mm -hmm. right this second, because that was just I mean, look, like you have to if you're going to go into that lifestyle, you have to know that it there is a shelf life. Like, yeah. do you really go in naive thinking that you can he make have an end, He didn't have an end game. No, no. What he should have been doing is finding a way to stash some of this cash. And then when. You know, when the shit hit the fan, which was it, it was going to be inev inevitable. People can't get away with shit in this day and age because of social media or, you know, the technology that we have. It, it just doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, it, this <laughs> well, even when he goes to get plastic surgery and the plastic <laughs> surgeon's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that because usually people that are doing that are usually, um, you know, on the run from something. That's so funny. Breaking the laws. In the law, breaking the law. Super fascinating, super insane. Um, just be careful, people. <laughs> Fuck. Right? Creepy. Uh, uh, oh, there was a couple more things I wanted to talk to you about. I watched mm. uh, the last night as well because I was on a fucking bingey kind of fucking mood. I watched two episodes of Murderville. Oh my God, I love Murderville. I think we've watched them all, except I haven't watched the Sharon Stone one yet. It's the only one I haven't watched. Oh, man. What a fucking hilarious so funny. fucking premise. And I love my favorite is having them pick which one they think did it. <laughs> because oh now, when, now when I watch it, I'm looking for the clues also. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I was yesterday we watched the one with Annie Murphy from Shits Creek. And oh, I was watching really? that one going, teacher had that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, that's pretty funny. So the ones I watched was Conan. Uh -huh. which was the first one and uh -huh. it was just the fucking hilarious <laughs> that it was like him and will trying to keep like straight faced right you know or or if you watch the background characters sometimes like they were like cracking up and like trying <laughs> not to and shit <laughs> and then the other one i watched was the uh marshawn lynch one which uh -huh. I, I was very impressed with him uh, <laughs> 
because he he played along pretty fucking well. And like the only <laughs> like the only I know he's a football player. I don't know who he played for. Like I Seattle, but I know that like those eat fresh to be fresh uh, uh, commercials he does for Subway are funny. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> I, I've seen those. So I know I, I know he's from commercials. So when he came on, I'm like, yeah, I kind of know who this guy is. But he he played pretty fucking well. Like I, I was very impressed with Marshawn Lynch's uh, improving. Yeah. <laughs> And then I jumped ahead and watched Ken Jong because I thought that one was going to be really funny. Uh huh. It's not as funny as you thought it was because Ken, it, it, he's just playing. Along. I think he's more worried about playing along. Yeah. Yeah. Ad libbing, but it's pretty good. Yeah. And then, no, like, Ken Jong is probably like, like he probably just like he was just giggling a lot. He just yeah. like breaks character. Jump, laughing. Jump in, this is pretty good though. Two feet and shit. <laughs> this is pretty good though. There is a part where they came across the chalk outline and where the body was murdered. So Will made him get in the chalk <laughs> outline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking Will Arnett. God damn it, man. Yeah, and the Annie Murphy funny. one was good. And I haven't watched the Sharon Stone one Wait, yet. You but you said Eddie Murphy? Annie Murphy. Oh, Annie Murphy. I thought, yeah. oh, I was like, holy shit, he got Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I hope uh, it does well. I want to see more. I would love to see yeah, more. I, I like, want more. Give of me that. a second season already. Oh, yeah. I, and, and put I Bateman love, on there. And- <laughs> I, love, I love the way that they, like, you know, go through the whole thing. And then uh, the uh, the trainee, who's the guest star, uh-huh. um, tells them who they think it is and then uh-huh. the police chief comes in to kind of yeah. let you know if you're right or wrong yeah so good <laughs> and even it's always the same it's always the you know here's the new it, it, it there's always a little something in the beginning about you know the chief being his ex-wife and they're fighting and then like, oh yeah they're and then like up. yo here's your new trainee and it's like and it's like getting to know him a little bit and then they're like somebody's been murdered oh <gasps> gasp gasp, gasp well, first, better. For, yeah. first first it's <laughs> i don't need a i don't need another partner <laughs> and they all look like they just showed up whenever they were wearing and they just threw that trainee vest on them <laughs> yep it's like this is what you're wearing oh my god yeah that was good i want to see more of that yeah i want more i, I i'm gonna watch more of that today and then the last thing was something kind of um big game related uh they're going to drop the jordan peele trailer for oh nope. yeah <sighs> today oh, that's a great name for the movie i don't even know yeah. what it's about but i already like the name Yep. Nope. nope. <laughs> That's well, like, okay, yeah. So if you see something freaky in the sky, no. Nope. <laughs> I'm well, going the other way. No. Nope. I mean, that's that's kind of nope. how I felt about like all of his movies when right? shit goes down. It's like, uh, nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is that this was like a mini or a trailer for the trailer, I guess. And so they kind of show previous clips of his movies and stuff, just kind of building the anticipation of it. Oh, man. And, you know, before they tell you, nope. <laughs> fucking dope i hope I, can't wait. I hope i hope nope is dope <laughs> uh I'm there. I'm there yep sign me up all right let's get into this movie all right let's play that music uno two tres four Yo, it's the Goody Squad. Goody Squad, episode 139. She put an X with you today. Uh, our movie this week, three documentary, three identical strangers, now streaming on the Hulu. This is probably the at least third or fourth time I watched this movie because I did watch wow. it again. 
Because really? I saw it once and then I made my husband watch it. And then it's just so fucked up. Yes, last week when we talked about it, I just threw it right on after we got off. Wow. <laughs> I watched it. Crazy. Um, this so is it's fucking it's a, up. <laughs> it's a documentary about three identical brothers who don't discover their uh, twins until they are 19 years old. Uh, they were all adopted into three separate families. Um, one kid was showing up to college one day and everybody's like, hey, Eddie, good to see you back. Hey, Eddie. Colin's like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know everybody knows me. I, I kind of love the story, how they found each oh, other. Oh, yeah. No, it was a great story. And, and at the beginning, I, I was very like optimistic and like, oh, this is crazy. You know, like and I, I was trying to remember if I remembered this story from the 80s, but I, right. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I don't either. I'm sure I must have seen it at some point because it I mean, I, I saw everything. Desperately Seeking Susan, <laughs> but I didn't remember that scene. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, even with the Donahue show or the talk shows or whatever, like, I'm sure I must have come across the story at some point and just. Right. Well, it was in 1980, so that's a little early for us. I mean, I wasn't watching Donahue at seven. I, I was, was watching it a little later. Yeah, I was watching. Stuff. So in 1980, um. It's a great story. So this kid shows up to college. Everybody thinks he's somebody else. Finally, this guy walks in. And he's like, he knew it wasn't Eddie or whoever's like, uh, are you, were you born on it? Like, were you adopted? Is the first thing I was mouth. Yeah. Like, yes. He goes, was your birthday? July, whatever. He goes, yes. He goes, oh, my God. I think I know your twin brother. They got in the car. They drove like 90 minutes. It was like 11 o'clock at night. They were totally speeding to get there. They get, oh, they, they called him first, which I forgot. I yeah. think I met your brother. They got in the car and it's like, open the door. And he goes, it was like standing in a mirror. And these guys look so much alike. And so it was this crazy story. So then they ran the story in the newspaper about how these twins separated birth, discovered each other. And then lo and behold, the third family sees that article with a third twin and goes, hey, that's, that's fucking you. <laughs> so they well, discovered. Well, can we just give a, a shout out to the friend? who fucking got all this in motion. Right, right. Because instead of just being like, this is fucking weird. Like he went right into detective mode. He was like, birthday, were you adopted? Like yep. blah, blah, blah. Like he jumped right into it. So like this guy got the ball rolling fast. Yeah. So yeah, so they meet up, they run the story. And then, you know, they runs in the paper and they're like, oh my God, there's another guy. And he calls the reporter. He's like, uh, you know, I, I'm another one of them. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm another brother. So they all got together, immediately loved each other, had these crazy bonds and similarities, stuff like that. And like we said, started doing the talk show circuit. They were fucking everywhere in the 80s. They opened a, an Italian restaurant in New York yeah. in the 80s because that's what you do in yeah, the 80s, right. I guess. Um, but then it takes a sad turn when we find out when all the parents are kind of like got together and like, did you know there were twins did you know there were triplets and did anybody ever tell you because they're like i would have taken them why were they separated at birth i would have yeah. taken them i would look like them it looked like it was which one was eddie the one that had the dad who was like yeah i would have taken all three of them like yeah the fuck like why the um, fuck so it's interesting that the boys really didn't mentally go there they were just kind of excited to have like they were 19 yeah yeah but i mean 19 like and 20 you know still though uh, yeah they, they were more concerned about like, oh, my God, like I have a brother like I, like let's fucking do it. And then like, you know, mm -hmm. the media picked up on it and all of a sudden it's it's they're doing you know, everything. Yeah, they're doing everything. But it's the parents or yeah. Yeah, oh, apparently yeah, 
they, Madonna saw them when she was in New York shooting her desperately seeking uh, Susan movie and said, oh, my God, you're the triplets. You have to be in my movie and put them in a scene where she walks by them all and they just so Google her or whatever. Yeah, Google. Ooh, Google. Hey, Google. How you doing? How you doing, Madonna? How you yeah. doing? Um, so then the yeah, when parents the, that when the parents start asking questions. So the first thing they do is set up a meeting. Oh, yeah. Were you adopted by the whatever Alice agency or whatever or whatever? Yeah. And that's what they discovered they all were. So the parents go meet with this group and they told them, they're like, why didn't you tell us they were triplets? And the re they said the reason they told them was triplets, twins and triplets were hard to adopt into one family. Basically, that's the only reason they gave them for we just split them up. And that's all they said. And the parents finally left. But one of the guy's parents forgot his umbrella and he goes back in to get his umbrella and he sees all the board members sitting there popping a bottle of champagne and toasting each other and pretty much saying we got away with it and then what we find out later on was there were multiple sets of twins adopted by this agency they were all put in separate homes and they were part of a fucking science experiment to see yep. if it's nurture versus nature on how people become people in their lives i guess so they purposely <sighs> took these three kids and put them in an upper class home one of the dads was a, a, a physician, a doc, a pediatric physician, I think, and then a middle class home and then like a working class blue collar home to see how they all grew up and how they all, you know, did in life. But the crazy thing was, is during their growing up years, they remember these people coming to their house and giving them tests all the time. They all lived within driving distance of each other, not knowing it because these people drove around giving them tests. That's the insane part. And they're is, like, oh, it's so weird to say, oh, you look just like your brother. Yeah. Yeah. That was the insane part that you start you start to peel this onion and find out that, yeah, people were coming to the house. And then you start to think, well, why the fuck did the parents let this shit happen? But then the parents were also lied to saying that, oh, you know, when when people you know, come adopted, out of foster, you know, we like, to, up. we like to follow up and make sure mm -hmm. that everything's copac copacetic and stuff. So we now just here's what's come. interesting to me, because uh -huh. they also said. They would have had to have known these families before placing them. And they did because each one of the brothers had an older adopted sister that were also adopted from the same agency. So the they are, agency already knew of these households. So they already had their eyes set on them when they placed them. So then it's like, here's the thing. Did the sisters get the tests too? That's the yeah. only way to pull that off is that yeah. the sisters got the tests too. Because then it's like, well, why was the brothers getting them and not the sisters? Well, and how many families did they have they said that they think set up because of the fact that like just because someone um, uh, adopted a daughter, you know, they were hoping that they would adopt more kids at, at some. Oh, point. yeah. No, there were. Yeah, there were a bunch of people that went through adoption agency. But as far as people that they took about, they said they took about six to eight sets of twins and then this one set of triplets and split them up. So there was another set of twin girls in the movie who eventually found each other. But then at the end, they're saying there might be a couple of sets of twins out there who still don't know that they're twins. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it's still happening. Oh, and here's the know, best part. So it was supposedly all done for the science experiment by this doctor who is Jewish doctor who was running this agency back in the day, but they never published the study. That is the trippiest part. The the they, fact they, that they sealed those records until the year 2066. These kids were born in 1961. So they were making sure those records were sealed. So those kids were 105 years old. Yeah. So that way, that way, there's no lasting repercussions on that. I think they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. That is some insane shit. And 
And these like, kids who are part of the study can't even get access to it. Yeah, I like at that, and you know, they it's like their hands are tied. You know, they know that the school has these records. It's, you know, I'm sure that they've done their due diligence. So we're trying to like hire a lawyer and get access. And they've done to that. This. And at and, one point they did get more access to it, but they said all the paperwork that they were allowed to see had so much info redacted from it and blacked out that it, that it was really helped them. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was just a paperweight, mm-hmm. just sort of useless fucking paper. And yeah. then the sad end of the story is that one of the triplet brothers ended up taking his own, own life. I, you know, and then it turns oh. into did this turn into was this something where the, the kid, the parent, the real parents of these kids had mental illnesses? Was that something that they were trying to study if that yeah. was hereditary? But they did find one of the workers of the at the experiment and he only worked there for like six months and did some of the tests. And he said he never heard them discussing mental illness. It was everybody that they found that actually worked there at the time said they were always told it was a nature versus nurture thing. But it is interesting that uh, the majority, I mean, I guess that you're going to run into more luck with that because they're going to be more. They're, maybe they're more apt to give a child up. I don't know. I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if 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 because mm-hmm. of conditions, you're more apt to do that because um, mm-hmm. you can't take care of yourself. So how are you going to do this for, you know? three kids or whatever yeah it is trippy that they end up they do find the mom yes the triplets did found their mom Which one was... noted that she was drinking pretty heavy and they they kind of turned kind of turned out to be drinkers too but yeah it's I, I knew something was up when they talked to the two and i'm like wait I, there's and they always referred here. to the one brother wait you got you're you're a little choppy right now. Give it give it a second here for you to come back, and then you can finish what you're gonna say. Unless I've completely lost you, and then, there, there you are. Oh, oh my, your, it says your your internet connection is unstable. Yeah, you cut out for like ten to fifteen seconds there. Rude. Yeah. Um. But it 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 is very interesting that these guys were all brought up differently and um. That there were similarities, but I think you know while you're watching the the their appearances, um, you can tell that they're just kind of pushing it a little bit. And they were saying later, it's like you're looking for the similarities. You're not yeah. looking for the differences. Yeah, everybody and, want and you want to find the similarities in them. And that's and that's and that's the the, the crazy part because there was someone looking for the differences. It, it was just you know under the covers, behind mm-hmm. you know behind the curtain that you know you find out later that yeah somebody was looking for differences but it was a fucked up science experiment yeah and like the the saddest part is is they still don't know why they still don't know why and like that woman and that that, uh, like that woman that uh that was part that was a a she was a secretary or something something. secretary Mm -hmm. some shit like that she's like it's the first time it's going to happen and the last time it's ever going to happen because nobody's ever going to let this shit happen ever again Mm -mm. and fuck man like who do you you know, the first thing you go to is like, can you sue somebody? <laughs> right. Can you like, how do you like, how do you get your justice from this? And they're just kind of, yeah, sound like there is. It sounds like everybody's hands are just tied and it just is what it is. Yeah. And they, like I said, the whole saddest part is you don't even know why. Yeah. You don't even like, really or, know or, why. Or, or it's, it's not even why. Or if like, if, if this happened for science, then 
yeah, we want to know specifically what your findings are, and mm -hmm. nobody will see that until these guys are. Most of us are all long gone, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So, fuck, man, it's it's just it's a, such a fucking bummer, and the fact that these guys went nineteen years, nineteen years, without knowing that they had not only a, a brother but one that looked identical right to them. triplets i mean that doesn't happen all that often no so crazy this was a fucked up story and the more it went on the more like okay this is going to get worse isn't it this is going to get worse right and then it started to get worse and you're like oh here it is and then it got really worse and then you find out what happens to eddie and you're like oh this is super worse oh god it's damn it fucked up. yeah i give it a bam 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 just like I said, because I've watched it so yeah, you many have. times because I found it fascinating yeah. and fucked up. And I tell people to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to go with but a solid right. three. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go back to watch it, but right. Like I but I, it, it's going to stick with you, though. It'll stick with me. And if if something ever comes up on the news about it, you know, I'll end up like. Like, would you tell people to watch it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You at least have to see it wants to see how fucked up things are um because like i don't know like i i didn't really watch too much going into it so to me it was like is this a, is this gonna be a fluff documentary of just like oh mm -hmm. these three guys found each other and then yeah it like, starts off as a cool yeah yeah which is trippy and cool like oh shit look we're just so alike but yeah when you start peeling that onion you start realizing how fucking ugly things are under there and uh ends up being a real fucked up story it's fucked up, man. It's not cool. <laughs> so there you cool. go. But yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, then. A good watch. Oh, uh, BT Dubs. BT Dubs. Um, Nicole Kidman has been nominated for an Oscar for her role as Lucille Ball, as was uh, Jessica Chastain as her role for Tammy Faye Baker. Fantastic. I They're think both have been nominated. Both of those um, are well-deserved i've been starting to get screeners but um like uh dvd ones but i haven't been able to watch anything because um i don't have a a blu-ray playstation player. no i don't have a playstation but oh. um i uh, my blu-ray player stopped working and oh. i think i have one a, a, a dvd player in a drawer but it's one that you have to like connect to a computer so like wow. I have to like connect it to my laptop or something to watch. Yeah, it's really weird. I have all these DVDs and not a DVD or Blu-ray player right now. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. All right, what should we watch next? Um, tell me. Okay, so not a documentary. Um, do you want an action? Do you want a comedy? Do you want here? There's this uh, there's this one on uh, Prime right now, and I've been wanting to watch it for a while. It's starring Carrie Mulligan, who spells her name the same way I do. It's called Promising Young Woman. It's kind of um about a woman who takes revenge on guys who sexually. Wait, give me the hold on. You're a little choppy. Give me, give me one second. Talk right now. Promising Young Woman. All right, give me the description now. It's this woman who's kind of a vigilante taking, um, getting back at men who are sexually assaulting women. So I guess that would be a little apropos after watching the Tinder Swindler because you would like to see somebody get some vengeance <laughs> back on some dickhead. So <laughs> let's, let's, uh, <laughs> 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 
So let's do that one. What was the name of that okay. one? Okay, it's on Prime. It's called Promising Young Woman, starring Carrie Mulligan. Young woman. Woman. That's all I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to watch a preview. Okay. <sighs> I like that. So how's uh? So uh, week looks like it's gonna be same old busy week. Yeah, same old, same old. Oh, it's short week because we got Monday off, so that means I got to do oh yeah extra days worth of work. I'm off. I was wondering when I was looking up when Free Guy is coming to Disney. It's coming on the twenty third. Oh, we we because I got we got that on the list. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, because we bought it. And uh, okay, I wait until. Free. No, but but we can put it. Yeah, but we put it on the list. I, I, All right, well, I, fuck this shit. If I keep cutting off, uh, though yeah. it's on the list, I'm just waiting to find out when it's free. Here, I'm gonna put Disney and put the date. So now yeah. we know two twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of other stuff we could talk about, but since you're choppy, um, I'll save it for next week. All right, fuck that shit then. All right, uh, Phuket, <laughs> Phuket. Bye, guys. Phuket. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, bye, bye.